Hey everyone, this is your host Florence Bremer for the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm an attorney in Phoenix. I've been practicing law for over 20 years. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Okay, so this um, week I'm going to talk about some safety precautions regarding COVID and being a lawyer. I think this will also apply to other small businesses. Um, We're still in this. I was counting on my fingers today, and I'm like, okay, how long have we been doing this? So, um, like, middle of March is sort of when all of the shutdown began, and um, so we're, like, at six months. It's it's crazy. Half a year of um, not having schools be regular, not being able to travel, um, not... um, you know, being able to eat out regularly, not able to have a have big parties or big get-togethers. And I, I really am mourning all that. But through all this, I have never stopped practicing law. I've kept it, kept the office open and I'm still trying to help people. And I think, you know, doing a, an okay job of it. And, um, Wanted to talk about some safety precautions that we've been taking. So every firm is going to be different because there's many, many different size laws, law firms. And I have been doing tons of webinars regarding COVID and how it is affecting the practice of law. So a big one, of course, is we're not in court in person as much as we were before. I had two hearings in the last, let me think about this, Um, in the last three weeks I had to go into court in person twice. Before that my last in-person hearing was April and then I've had a couple times where I've had to go into court and like meet with the probate clerk and you know get documents or that sort of thing. Okay so Every firm is different, so lots of lawyers are handling this differently. So we have people who are sole practitioners. They may, they may be worked from home anyways. They That may be different. I have friends who have bigger offices, and um, they've been doing things where some people will come into the office, and then a lot of people will work from home. It's kind of rotating. And so I'm going to talk about my three-person office. So my office, I think, too, your physical setup is going to depend a lot on what you do, too. So I know a lot of attorneys who work in high-rises, and I have the feeling that there's a bigger sense of wanting to work from home when they have to go into a parking garage, get into an elevator, be on a floor with maybe a couple of other offices, that aren't associated with them and then their own office could be a very big office. So you have that, you know, being more of an issue. My office is three people. I have a legal assistant, an associate, and myself. My office is self-contained and by self-contained, we have our own entrance. 
and we have our own bathroom. And the, it's sort of like, I don't want to say really like it's like a strip mall, um, but it's probably more equivalent to a strip mall, strip mall than a high-rise type building because you don't go inside. There's no lobby for the entire building. Everyone has their own setup. So if someone comes to see me, they're not walking into a lobby and looking at the directory and then figuring out where to go. They come right into my front door. Um, that creates its own problems because um, people can just come in off the streets. For the first few months, uh, I kept the door locked. Um, I just didn't feel safe about people coming in. And now with the mask mandate, I have a sign on my door that requires masks, and although we don't lock the front door anymore, we have been trying to keep people out a little bit more than the old days, as I'll call them. And I'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. So in my office, we're definitely able to social distance. I have about 1,100 square feet. Um, my associate has her own office. I have my own office, and my, our legal assistant has the front of the office space, so re really her own office. So we are way more than six feet away from each other. I mean, we're 20 or 30 feet. It's a, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not good at distance, but we're, we're far from each other. And um, I have an office door. My associate has an office door, and, and we can close the door. I, we haven't been keeping our office doors closed, um, and we haven't been wearing masks inside when it's the three of us, but we definitely are always checking in with each other, which I'll get to another new development in a moment. And um, when people come in, we all put on masks as well. But when it's just us in there working, we don't have the masks on. So that's how we do kind of our personal office space. And... Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not requiring the three of us to wear masks when it's just the three of us. Um, we're, we're people who are very close. One of the people that I work with is a relative. And so we're always kind of knowing what the other's doing. And again, there's no guarantees. You know, maybe we should be wearing masks the whole time. But that's what we've decided to do. When people do come in, we have a protocol. So someone comes in, and when they leave, we get out the disinfectant wipes. We wipe every area that they touched or sat in. Um, we spray Lysol through the whole office to disinfect the air. And um, what else? Oh, we stopped having a candy bowl, <laughs> which I miss. We used to have like the world's best candy. Um, and then we have hand sanitizer. Um, throughout the office as well and then disinfectant soap in the bathroom so we we get it very we just can disinfect it and we also spray Lysol like an, if someone comes in and signs something we actually leave the paper on the table for a while to let it air out and we spray it with Lysol so that's our disinfectant protocol um, I also have been trying to work from home as much as I can because I have the I have the luxury of living close to my office so I can literally go in anytime I could go in at midnight if I wanted to I don't want to but I could and so what I'll do generally is I um, 
work in the morning from home. Like I get up really early and I start working. And um, I do my, like my first round of phone calls in the morning. I shower, I get cleaned up. This may just be a superstitious thing, but I take um, a shower every day um, and I feel like hopefully that's helping with the germs as well. And so once I get showered and cleaned up, I go into the office for a little bit and my schedule is as long as it takes. And sometimes it's different because sometimes I may have an in-person meeting or I may have court scheduled. I prefer to do my court hearings from my office because it's a little bit more quiet. But I have been, especially since my husband's been home from his surgery, I have been doing um, more things at home because he has needed me around more. That's another thing I have to be very careful because he's compromised right now and has this tube in his back. So I have to do my best to try to not bring something home to him. And um, I'll go into the office kind of as long as it takes. If I have in-person meetings, I've been trying to schedule them in the afternoon um, because it just feels like I can get more off my plate and then concentrate on those meetings. Again, if there's court, all bets are off. It just sort of depends on when the court is. I had a 3.30 hearing on Friday. That stunk. I like to get out of there early on Friday, but what can you do? You have to be with the court schedule. We also put a sign on, um, if, if you are a business and you accept credit cards, a lot of time American Express will have signage and um, promotional materials for you. A big thing in the past has been um, promoting small businesses where you can put a sign up and you say, I'm a small business and, you know, this is an American, American Express sign that, that promotes me. And sometimes there'll be little give, giveaways. Like one time American Express sent me the world's nicest totes like that you've ever seen. Like they're these great, big, wonderful totes. And, um, I have those as give, giveaways. They say American Express, but they're like a really good tote. And what they did recently is they had a COVID um, protection kit that they would send you. And they sent this great big bottle of hand sanitizer uh, with a pump. And they sent signs that said, like, wait right here. And for my legal assistant, she sits at a counter and it's a natural thing. People walk up to the counter and they kind of like lean over it. So they're just like, they're like breathing down on her. So she wasn't very comfortable about that. So when we got these signs, um, she put one on her floor about four feet from the counter that says, wait right here. And then that way she can kind of monitor what the person's doing. That also helps with people who are just coming in off the streets that we're not expecting. So that was a, a little nice thing and we, we just added that. Um, how are depositions being done? I haven't done a deposition since all of this started and um, I think a lot of people are doing them with Zoom. So that's better. Not great like really when you're trying to um, hand the witness documents 
and really try to get information. But really, it's kind of the best we can do right now. Um, what else? Oh, another tip. If you are renting a space, an office space, you may want to talk to your landlord and just see if there's any questions about the filtration system or anything you should know as part of your office space. I recommend that as well. Um, here's a recent situation that I had, why this is, um, well, it's always been important. I've been dealing with this for six months, but my associate sent me a text this weekend and said her daughter had a fever and some other symptoms. And her daughter actually went back to school this week. And I honestly, honestly, I don't think she has COVID. I think it's one of those things where when kids go back to school and the first thing that happens is they get sick, that's what I think it is. But um, what do we have to do? Like we can't just be like, oh, I guess it's nothing and not do anything. So she's going to work from home until her daughter's COVID test comes back and then we will take it from there. So there's a lot of that. So with your employees and your customers and anyone that you're working with, if you have, if you share an office suite with someone, whatever people you're working in close proximity, check in with them and see what's going on in case you have to make arrangements, such as I had to make this week where we kind of put in a protocol of like, you work from home. Um, my legal assistant will be there most of the time um, working, and then um, I'll be doing my in and out. And then that way, the three of us are sort of even more social distancing. We're not like working together until we can figure out if we do have a legitimate COVID scare in my office or not. And this is, by the way, this isn't the first one that we had. We had another situation like this. Um, before we've had a couple people, we've had a couple tests taken in my office where there's been a situation and had to make sure if someone was safe or not. And so far, it's it's all been negative. Okay. So basically, the the bottom line is, do what you need to do, figure out some protocols. I'm very shocked that it seems to me like there's a lot of businesses who don't have that figured out. Um, there's a business that I go to and um, it doesn't seem like there's any mask wearing going on. And I'm like, okay, that's a little odd. I'm wearing a mask and I'm going to bring in a mask. Also, respect the businesses who want you to wear a mask. I know it is not comfortable. I know that it is not fun. I know it can be a bit of a hassle. But here's my thought. It really, like, to me, it's not really that hard. I keep a, a variety of masks in my purse. I'm always, if they're just the disposable ones, I'm getting rid of them and putting new ones in. If they're the non-disposable ones, I'm cleaning them every couple of days and, and just rotating them. And it's just... It's not that hard. It's like just a little tiny bit of inconvenience. But if the sign says wear a mask, wear it. If the sign doesn't, if there's no sign, I would say still wear it. It's just a sign of respect at this point. 
So stay safe, keep your businesses um, safe, keep your employees safe, you keep safe, and, and hopefully we'll all get through this. So I wanted to talk about um, a little more COVID things, but not really related to work. One is a personal thing. My daughter who, my oldest daughter is having a baby next month, and we had a shower for her, and we had, it was a virtual shower. We had my immediate family there, so like my mother, my father-in-law, a couple of other people, my brother, and otherwise she put it out on Facebook, and everyone was so responsive and wonderful. She got so many gifts and so many well wishes. It just was a, a, a delight, and she was just so happy. Because, of course, when you're having your first baby, you want to be able to have that big shower and have everyone see you and rub your belly and give hugs to everybody, and it just wasn't possible. So the virtual shower actually did make her feel very, very happy. We just ended up having a wonderful day. Like, she just was glowing the whole day. She really, really enjoyed it. And um, afterwards, my sister-in-law and my niece stuck around. My niece is a teacher and also works other jobs like she's so busy I'm like so proud of this girl and she um she um came out and so after the party we were like well let's spend some more time together so what we did was we um rented a newer movie from Amazon and I'll talk about that movie it's a movie I don't necessarily recommend <laughs> but we watched it and um and just sat around and had a, a nice time like it felt festive and so if you can keep some festivity in your life like definitely do it I've heard many people who've been doing things like people who are more compromised they're having lunch meetings where they'll have lunch with someone and they'll do it by zoom I've been able to get out a little bit and because I live with a family. We've been able to have things be have more of a little bit more of a party atmosphere. And um, just because of the amount of people who are in my house anyways. So that's really been a godsend. I really, really feel blessed with that. So that was a virtual shower. Um, my sister-in-law just got back from traveling. I thought I'd share some of the things that she told to me. She had to go to Chicago. And she said the airports both ways were empty. And I thought, wow. I mean, can you imagine O'Hare Airport in Chicago just being empty? Like no problem getting around at all. Um, so people are not doing air travel. And that may be really the only tip I have from that. I was very shocked. I thought that maybe people might have been getting back to it a little bit. Because I feel in other areas that people are out quite a bit. Um, traffic is, is there. There's a lot of traffic right now. And I'm not really sure where everyone's going. That's what I'm sort of trying to figure out. And I don't know. But people are, are on the move. That's for sure. Um, okay. I got a couple of referrals for books and movies. The one that we rented after we had the shower, was a movie called The Rental. It was a movie written and directed by Dave Franco. 
and his wife Allison Brie was in the movie and some other actors as well. I was so excited about this movie. I've been hearing so much about it. It was a horror movie about people who rent an Airbnb type um, rental, a really nice house, and things go horribly wrong. And I thought this just was going to be so fun. And for some reason, it had been getting a lot of press about it. And and now I'm not really sure why, because it just wasn't that good. We ended up making it really fun by what we were doing. Like we were just kept making fun of this movie. Like just, um, there was like six of us and we just kept like saying stuff about the movie and we were laughing and we were having a good time. So we had a good time. And that actually is like, I think one of those things that we wouldn't have been able to do in a movie theater, obviously. Like, we were all chiming in with what we thought of this movie, which wasn't much. It was $6. It was, I would say it's worth it if you want to have a good laugh and something to criticize. It was very derivative. It was a combination of, I would say, Halloween and I Know What You Did Last Summer. And the characters in the movie were not very sympathetic. So that was sort of odd. Like you didn't have anyone that you were rooting for. It just was odd altogether. So that was that. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, $6, not really too much out of your pocket, but it just wasn't great. But a movie I would highly recommend was a movie that I heard about on the podcast that I listened to, which is called The Film Vault. If you don't listen to The Film Vault, I've talked about it quite a bit. I consider those two guys my friends, and I was on their podcast back in February, right before everything hit the fan. And I always consider being on their podcast kind of the line in the sand before things got really weird. Um, Like my last, like a very, very normal super fun thing that I did where I went to LA and was on their podcast and have stayed in touch um, with them and just have just really enjoyed that experience. Like it means so much to me that I was on their show and how kindly they treated me. It was just a a real highlight of the year. And um, I always listen to the podcast because one of the the benefits of listening to it is they do all this movie research. They watch a lot of movies and always have great referrals. And there was one that I never, ever would have found on my own. It was called Timmy the Failure. It's on Disney+. Plus. It doesn't pop up in the regular menu. Like when, and by the regular menu, I mean like when you go on the home screen and it'll have recommendations for you and it'll have, you know, um, new and notable and you know things like that and I've never seen this movie I never heard of it and it was like it's such a delight I have to go back and watch it again because I was watching it Saturday morning also when I was getting ready for the shower but it was it's a movie about a little boy he's um he has his own detective agency I'm doing detective agency with quotes air quotes And he solves things like finding a missing backpack. And it's very innocent and sweet and super funny. And I don't want to spoil like any of like the the jokes of it. But I would highly recommend that. Disney Plus has been great. I have, um, I mean, Hamilton, like giving me Hamilton was amazing. And then um, I watched Frozen 2. I finally finished Frozen 2. It took me 
months to finish it. Not that there was anything wrong with Frozen 2. It just was, it never seemed like it was something that I could get to. But now we are, um, um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. And um, just Disney Plus has been great. Oh, there was a new show called Muppets Now. It's really short. It only has six episodes. I've always loved the Muppets. Disney took over Muppets um, a few years ago. There used to be a Muppets show at Disneyland, and when they took it away, I was so bummed. And then they and I feel like they haven't known what to do with it. And now they have a show on Disney Plus, and it's great. So. Get Disney Plus if you don't have it. I think it's really worth it. It wasn't worth it originally when it first came out. The movies were so limited. And they're putting all sorts of movies on there. Like really, really old movie Disney movies. All like the cartoon classics. And then shows. And I mean Star Wars and Marvel and all of it. So it's worth it. Okay. Um, a couple of books I'm reading. A few weeks ago, I talked about the movie Wonderland, which I always go back to every couple of years, and I watched it, and since I've watched it, I thought, is there a book that I can read about this? Like, I want to know more, and so I found a book on Amazon. Like, sometimes um, going through the library app, like, they don't have everything. That's what I'm discovering. Like, I'll want to read something and I can't find it at the library. Um, it happened to me a few weeks ago when I wanted to read a book about Betty Broderick and the library just didn't have anything anymore. And I found something on Amazon. I had to actually buy it on Kindle because it was out of print and people were selling their old versions for. Here's a tip. If you ever have an old book that you're trying to get and it's out of print and people are selling their used versions for $60, $100, look at the e-version of it. And if you have an iPhone, you have Apple Books you can buy it on. You can download the Nook app or the Kindle app and buy it. And so this book that people were selling about Betty Broderick, they were selling it for like $70. I got for $10 because I got the e-version of it. So I found a book on Amazon called Malice in Wonderland. So not like Alice in Wonderland, but Malice. And I think the name's a little corny, but it's uh, it's fine. And it was written by two of the officers who worked on the investigation of the killings on Wonderland. And so it's been really fascinating and giving me more details. I'm also reading The Chiffon Trenches. I know I say in my opening how much I love fashion. And, and you know, the COVID is definitely killing fashion, that's for sure. Um, the Chiffon Trenches by Andre Leon Talley. He was an associate editor of Vogue for years. He worked with Anna Wintour. And he came up in the 70s and was um, worked for Women's Wear Daily, was a writer for Women's Wear Daily, um, hung out with Yves Saint Laurent and um, Andy Warhol and went to Studio 54 and like all that amazing stuff which just seems so chic and fun to me a little uh, way too much drugs <laughs> when you read those stories about that time but like the the fashions and um, how people looked and and the dancing just seems rather elegant to me 
Um, so I recommend that book. I'm about halfway through it. So that's just a couple things that I've been doing. And I'm going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can find this podcast on on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office. You can find my website at brummerlaw.com and I'm also on Patreon. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe and be back next week.